Hi, you are listening to Women Interviewing Other Women podcast from ArcelorMittal Europe Long Products segment. I am Valérie Benfares, Head of Diversity and Inclusion, Wellbeing and Organizational Development at ArcelorMittal Europe Long Products. This month, we are pleased to welcome Cynthia Arredondo, Country Head of HR and Services at ArcelorMittal Mexico. Cynthia is responsible for human resources, including industrial relations, leadership, compensation and benefits, communications, corporate responsibility, along with other areas such as security and protection and real estate. Cynthia has received the honor to have been selected to be one of the 100 most powerful women in business in Mexico since 2012. Good morning, Cynthia, and welcome. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I hope we can chat just a little and try to share and learn and have fun just a little. <laughs> Great. We will have fun. Cynthia, you have started your career as a consultant and trainer developer, a position you have held for more than 10 years in which you have helped to create international courses and consulting processes to support business development. What were the main reasons that you decided to switch to an in-house HR position? Yeah, it was an interesting and a big decision. You know what? I was so fun in a very uh, exciting position and at that time as a consultant in 10 years. I was working at the tech uh, in a university here in Monterey, and I had the opportunity to work with more than 100 companies, wow. small companies, medium companies, big companies. And I learned a lot, of course, <laughs> with all these interactions. And, and I learned something very important. I saw, and it was amazing for me, the importance of the leadership. So I was started to really more into understand the leadership and the competencies and what's going on. So I was started le learning and learning and learning more in leadership. And then it says, how can I help really the organization to understand the models and try to have like a design strategies to make a more professional the organization? So how can I help in a more long-term position because when I work as a consultant you know you hire for some project sometimes months sometimes two three years and that's it so make the transition to in-house company to make an HR position how give me the opportunity to really have a more long-term uh, plan in order to say okay I want to do this in a long term try to do with a goal create something not only for change this position or change this strategy more to create a culture more to create a goal and that's why I changed my life <laughs> for Great. one important project <laughs> so you wanted to be part of a long-term project correct <laughs> right Let's talk about the project of Tofasco de Mexico. That was, that gave me the opportunity to do that. <laughs> so more than 20 years ago, ArcelorMittal Mexico was a greenfield project. Its objective was to develop Tofasco Canada guidelines through Mexican best practice. Can you tell us more about the beginning of this successful story? 
imagine I was a consultant. I was thinking on that. And then, you know, my dream came true, right? <laughs> Suddenly came a project from the FASCO that was a really, really very well recognized company, not only in terms of manufacturing, but also in a people-oriented recognition. And it wants to come into Mexico, especially my city that is Monterey, to create a new company. And they want to establish the first plan outside of Canada. In fact, they call it the Fasco de Mexico at that time. And for me, it was an amazing project. And I recognized at that time the, the philosophy because something that really, really liked me at that moment is that they include in that process of go outside an important project that was cultural project. They want to create a project that know the Mexican culture. This is very important. They want to understand what are the Mexican success things and find the uh, synergies. They want to, yes, think global, but act local. They want to respect the culture, not only, of course, the legal, the labor, they need to act that way, but no, also in the, how we interact. For example, in Mexico, it's very, very important, the Christmas parties. No? Christmas parties are so important in Mexico. And you can say, well, but it's a lot of money. You can reduce this cost. <laughs> like, no, this is kind of a respect of the culture that is important moment for us. And we don't come in here as a foreigners and la, la, la. We want to create a synergy between the cultures. For me, it was a very good thing in order to show the respect of values that they want to create a new organization in order not only to implement their success, but also to create a new thing. So this was a very, very yeah. good thing. And for, and for that, I think everybody wins, <laughs> not only the person, but also the company, right? <laughs> right. And during this implementation of this project, what was your major professional learning? You know what? I think... Will this individual respect of the values also was the creation of the teamwork, you know, with an open and honest work with every single person, size the management and then the professional. And also at that time, we create the workforce. So working with in a very open, in a very transparent way, gives us a lot of, how can I say, flexibility to face all the <laughs> unexpected challenges. When you are in a green field, it's like every day is, oh my goodness, oh my God. But now I realize that how important it was to be close, to be open, to be having the same values. And because you know what? With that, we have the opportunity to have this project on time and on budget. <laughs> so for now I am old and I realize how difficult it is. <laughs> usually it's like a, in a green project is difficult. You are late and then you have more money. And I remember all the energy, all the commitment and hours working there because we have the same objective, the same values and totally daily communications in terms to how can we navigate with the problems and resolve the problems. And we do the same with the union. I remember we have a very high level of satisfaction service with all of them and no turnover. So 
if you maintain this kind of an open communication and respect the values and then you act in as they expect, everything continue and working well. So it was a good project. (laughs) And over your years of experience with consulting and in-house jobs, what you would say is the best HR formula that it's always working to achieve performance and employee satisfaction? How many years, my dear? Tell me how many years. <laughs> oh my goodness, thirty. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm old, but I'm proud because every year give me a lot of results and a lot of pain, but also I enjoy it. <laughs> You know what? In all my mystery, I learned that we can find like a people that are oriented to the task and a people oriented to the people, right? We are still, we are producing and smart and, as, you know, that's good. That's perfect. But also, we cannot forget that everything that we produce is by people. And then we need to focus and take care for the people that do the product. <laughs> for that's the reason that I love, I really love the tool that we have now with the SpeakUp survey. I'm a fan of that because give you a lot of feedback in terms of the voice of the employees. So that's very, very nice. And I think it's a very good tool for us as a company, as a human resources, as a managers to give you exactly by manager, what you need to do in this area. So, I, of course, I can tell you, uh, and generally speaking, like uh, the model, I, I will work in a strong organization, I will work in communications, I will work in learning, like a, in a, a model. But for now, <laughs> in this podcast, I would say, no, go and check your speak up survey <laughs> and exactly check your results and work in that because it's exactly the voice of your internal customer that tells you exactly what they need. And then the people see happy because they say, oh, they listen, they put attention. So I will invite really, really to don't lose time in finding other things or models. Really use that. It's amazing the information that we have now in our hands. Cynthia is passionate about working with teams and motivating people to do more than what they think. Cynthia will share with us in the coming minutes her best tips and will talk also about her incredible nomination by Expansion Magazine to be one of the 100 most powerful women in business in Mexico since 2012. Cynthia, I have noticed that you have led several projects recognized not only internally, but also externally by different communities and stakeholders. What is your main driver when you start a team project? Yeah, I'm a passionate. You said, <laughs> <laughs> and and I will try to summarize because really you need a podcast for every single project. <laughs> and, uh, I want to share with you three projects, and the first one is cultivando futuros. That's mean creating futures. Cultivando futuros. It's a synergy that we create with Child Pond. 
It's a project that we create in Mines, Las Truchas, and it's to promote the take care of the child in terms of health, nutrition, and education. So right now, we have 2,000 direct beneficiaries for these programs. So I'm so happy because everybody is working together and for the child. Then we have in another project that also have a country recognition in Mexico is the Cultural Center of ArcelorMittal that is in close to our main manufacturing, Lázaro Cárdenas, and promote the cultures. So you can imagine in terms of theater, music, ballet, and other to all the community classes. So we try to make a sustainable center in order to give us that opportunity to all the community kids and seniors to take classes. So this is also a very, very nice project. And the other one is my favorite is Mujeres de Acero, that is still a woman, <laughs> women so still. We started that project in 2015, and we have already 5,600 graduated people that have taken the leadership program that we call Women Leadership. Imagine that. <laughs> Amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, and because the success now is open for the students, for the high school, for the other companies. So now it's kind of our trademark program in the city. So I'm so, so, so happy. And we create a lot of activities around that. For example, more than 280 persons that have been taking this leadership program has already have created their own business unit. So we want to create also a productivity section there. And then the project for this year, we are creating a book. <laughs> ArcelorMittal are there in order to transform the future, transforming the future wow. for, for all the women. So imagine that. I am very, very proud of all these efforts. I think ArcelorMittal has really transforming the future for all these people and for all this community. So very thankful for that. So I will sum up by your main driver. It's uh, enjoying to see people connecting and developing themselves. Correct. Oh, oh my dear. <laughs> I will use that for the book, my friend. <laughs> by Valerie. <laughs> Cynthia, you have been nominated for 10 years now to be one of the 100 most powerful women in business in Mexico. Can you tell us more about the resonance of this nomination for you, you as a woman of steel? Was, uh, first of all, let me tell you in a personal way, this was totally an honor. I was the first granddaughter to have the opportunity to go to the university. So now with the time, be part of the list of the 100 more powerful persons, imagine. So in a individual and in a family was a very honor. So I don't have more than words of gratitude to the company to give me this confidence. And in the other hand, I think this is also a recognition for the company, because that's mean that the company has a more open to the C level for women. 
I'm in that position because usually in the in Mexico, the sea level in this industry, they don't have women in sea positions. So the first time I said, really? I was the only woman in the industry in this year? And you <laughs> I didn't know that. So for me, like, oh, Miro, very well. <laughs> so uh, at that time, now we have two women and hopefully we have more women in Mexico at that level. So I think the gender agenda in, in ArcelorMittal has been uh, very well as a topic in, in a strategic point that we need to cover. And I think because it's a value, and and it's good. <laughs> As you said, there was not a lot of women at C-suite level in Mexico in this industry. And also McKinsey has published last year a report showing that it will take 100 years for Mexico to reach gender parity at senior level in the organizations. What should we do to accelerate this parity in Mexico? Let me tell you one story. A decade ago, <laughs> I was invited to because I was ex exactly uh, in this position. And I saw that we have 80 years to have equity in, in the gender. And then you send me the new one. And, it, and it's now one, 100 years. <laughs> and I'm like, what? We <laughs> 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 are backward. What happened? I think two things happen. One is the pandemic, right? Like that hit us a lot. And in fact, the story was going on in that one decade. And I love it. <laughs> I love it because they analyze what happened with the companies, industry, governments that a decade put quotas and the ones that are not. And the result was that the ones that put quotas, they advanced. And the ones that they don't put quotas, they didn't. <laughs> and it's a report I have here. We don't favor quotas, but for certain issues, they may be the only way to initiate change. Because if you leave it to goodwill, it will simply not happen. <laughs> so I love that. So this is now the learning lessons after 10 years. Now, with that analysis of that study, let me share with you what they recommend to do. Encourage the top team to show economics to the cows. So, yeah, like we need to do that? Yeah. Look, second, set clear gender performance targets that balance complexity with cohesiveness. So now we are saying that set clear gender performance. If you don't achieve it, it's bad performance. <laughs> so I like it. Very nice. Implement tangible mentoring and role model programs for women. So we are doing that. Reset mindsets. <laughs> so I think we have a challenge in our front and we need to continue moving. And not only in Mexico, of course, it's in our world. But I'm happy. I'm happy that we move forward. I'm not happy of the back that the pandemic gave us, but I think we can jump in easily and the new generations in terms of the millenniums and the Z can really help us to move faster than we move in the past. So I have no more than energy to continue to improve that path. 
that's the reason that I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Cynthia. It was a really great discussion. Anytime. <laughs>